everybody. Happy new week uh, from us here. We're going to have a little bit of fun today. As you can see, Susie and I have got our unicorn horns <laughs> happening because we're talking about, actually, I reckon, Susie, this is probably the very first time I'm interviewing one of my authors who's done a children's book. So, right. um, yeah, I haven't done others, but I am going to do them because we're coming through with more and more of them. But um, guys, First of all, let me introduce you who we're speaking to um, today. Actually, it's for the second time because last time we spoke to her, we spoke um, to her about, actually, it's right behind me, her book. Yes, uh, The Body exactly. Connection. Um, <laughs> it's perfectly placed there behind me. This is Susie Hammond um, and she's based over in Sydney. Um, and look, um, she's been in my life now for three or four years um, throughout the writing of book one and now book two. Um, which I'm going to show you. Oh, well, you show us, Susie. Show us um, the unicorns next door. The new one. The this new is one. a brand new one. Yes. I'm so like proud of it. It's such fun to write. It's amazing. Like, uh, congratulations. And we were just talking Thank about you. there's going to be a series of these books that are upcoming. So we've got to get organized for all of that um, that's going to happen. So, and I'll share with you guys where you can get it. But let me introduce you properly to Susie and then. We'll talk a little bit about what this book is about and, um, you know, who is it for and all that sort of stuff. So um, Susie is a holistic bodywork therapist that's based in Sydney and she's well known in the Sydney's inner west as a holistic healer and a people renovator. Her studio business is called Islands of Bliss and specialises in training and treatment across a variety of mind-body modalities, including transformational and remedial bodywork post-op lymphatic drainage, aromatherapy, remedial skincare, pain relief nutrition, stress management, tai chi, falls prevention, and strength training for over 50s. But more wow. importantly, but more importantly, also you've been a writer most of your life, right? Yes. Yes, and I have. This particular second book, the first one was, as you said, um, you know, your work, uh, like uh, your body work of, of what, 30, 40 years of what you've been doing, or if not longer? Yeah, 35 years of body work went into the body connection. <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> this one was more of a legacy type of book. I mean, you've um, just started having lots of grandchildren, you know, they're starting to grow up. They're probably not at quite the age that this book is um, targeted at, but they'll get there, right? Okay. Um, and so tell me a little bit about the passion behind writing the unicorns next door wow well aside from all of those therapies that i, I do i also do animal reiki uh, which has uh, given me quite a lot of um, very amusing uh, experiences quite quite different talking to animals and so, yes. I, so i was sitting one day you know but probably about four years ago maybe and this, the beginnings of this story came uh, to mind. And my dogs wanted to be in it. Uh, some of the animals I'd worked on wanted to be in it. And I started thinking, what if? What, what if a young girl um, lived next door to a mysterious old lady um, uh -huh. who had a lot going on in her gardens? Uh, so in her garden. So hence the name... Um, uh, the unicorns next door and that's that was really how it started so it's been bubbling away for for quite a while and um and then you know my uh oldest grandchild is about it's just turned five and she's starting school and they they have taken this book 
on a camping trip. They're leaving, they're probably leaving right at this minute and they're going to be reading it by torchlight on this camping trip to all all the kids. So that's uh, that's that's great fun. But um, yeah, so that was really how it started and it's grown since then. And then I had all these other creatures that wanted to be in it as well. So there's a bunch of mythical creatures, there's ordinary creatures, there's insects, there's everything. And it's a uh, it's also it's a story about intergenerational friendship. Um, it's a story about what's happening to our biodiversity as development um, tends to rip through the suburbs as it has mine. Um, and the trees are disappearing and the soil is disappearing and all, all the rest of it. And so that's in there too. So it's, 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 it's fun and it's light, but those very contemporary issues uh, yeah. that the kids are all worried about are in there. Mm, wonderful. You've already had some comments. Uh, people saying gorgeous book. Can't wait to read it over the Christmas break and sounds wonderful from Jadine over in Florida. So Oh, lovely. Yeah, I definitely. Well, I started reading it, guys. I have to admit that I haven't read it all, um, but started reading and it's very um, enthralling. Like, you know, I wanted to read more, but it's like, okay, I'm going to save this for the flight over to the US. We're heading <laughs> out tomorrow. And my eight-year-old daughter, who's the perfect age. Absolutely. Um, you know, we're going to have it as one of the things we do together over this break. Um, so who is it? What age range? Was it eight to 12? Uh, yes, or seven to twelve. Look, it really depends on um, the, the 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 individual. You know, for some twelve-year-olds, it'll probably be too young. For some uh, seven-year-olds, it'll be too old. But uh, I've had seven-year-olds reading it. I've uh, my forward readers. I had two eleven-year-olds uh, read, reading for me. You know, to um to to call me out if I wrote anything that wasn't believable so given mm-hmm. that I'm writing fantasy and real life merged together um mm-hmm. the, the 11 year olds are quite brutal you know um so yeah. I feel very privileged that uh, that I've I've been able to work with them but essentially it's junior fiction it's it's a chapter book so it's not a picture book it's a chapter book to get yeah. kids used to having the pictures in their head, Mm. right? And the way that I've written it is precisely to do that. This is, I've written it in a style, um, I hope that that will make the video appear in the kids' heads as they're reading it, which is what uh, good fiction is kind of about anyway. But uh, particularly for the screen generation of young readers, you know, um, and I was doing a market on the weekend and um, and a woman looked at my book and I said, it's for, she was with an eight or nine year old. And I said, it's exactly for her age. And she said, oh, my daughter doesn't like reading. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, wow, she doesn't like reading. And I said, well, maybe she just hasn't got the right book yet. You know, it's, it's uh, so this is written for kids like that who it's fast. Um, the typeface, the font I've used is is large, uh, mm. so it's a ripping read. So the pace of the writing is very fast, but also it's easy to read because of the font and the spacing and the internal design of the book. 
Yeah, yeah. I had a look at it, as I said, and definitely uh, I said to you the one thing that I noticed was like how descriptive it was. And you started, you already made a million pictures in the first three pages, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, of what was yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I write yeah. it as I see it. I mean, that's what I do. I, I have to tell you now. I, I didn't know what was going to happen in this book. I mean, I had a broad, a broad brush stroke, and people were saying, oh, "What's going to happen next?" And I said, "Well, I don't know. You'll have to tune in to when I send you the next chapter." You know, it's because I, I, I don't know. They, the, my characters tend to do all kinds of weird and wonderful things, and I just let them. Uh, rip and I report on what they're doing really <laughs> yeah I love that so throughout the writing tell me a little bit about the process you went through as you say did you send chapters one at a time to a particular person or people yeah I sent um I, I sent each chapter off to to the 11 year olds and oh. I had um uh somebody who's in the education system in New York um, I had a, a PhD read it um, and I had my best girlfriend read it who reads a lot. She's a voracious reader and she's very fond of not only reading things twice but she's very fond of children's fiction. Yeah. She really enjoys that. So, um, you know, that they... I think the thing they all had in common it was a bit like me is that they're all nine at heart, like yeah. um, actually only nine. <laughs> so, so, so they were able to um, let their inner nine-year-olds off the leash to to read the story, and so they got a chapter at a time, and then I had the feedback from that, and then I put it through a fiction editor. Um, just just to make sure that the structure was good. So that was an extra thing that I I did on top of the 48-hour package. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, it's as good as I can make it. And mm -hmm. so the style now is set for the rest of the series. Okay. It comes under Urban Yarns series, and hopefully there'll be two more books. Nice. I was just about to ask you how many you were seeing. So, like a trilogy, almost. Yes, yes, a trilogy. And I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, I'm doing the prep work for the second book now, which I want to be out next year. That's called yes. the Magpie's Warning, and the unicorns will be back in it, and all the mythical creatures. Everybody will be back, but this one will be possibly a bit longer and a bit scarier. <laughs> ah. And is it going to be, are all of them going to be the same age range? Obviously. Yes, yes. Yeah. But, but you know, it's it's the same. Yes, it'll be the same age age range, but it'll be, it'll fit in, say, um, if uh, Zara is eight, yeah, and she uh, is, by the time this comes out, she's nine, that will be fine. Even if she was 10, she'd be fine. It'll yeah. follow on. So that uh, it's a particular style of writing, I think, that uh, I'm headed for. Absolutely, yeah. I can't, I can't wait to give you her feedback when we... Uh, oh, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I remember uh, also with the covers, we were sending them uh, to 11-year-olds or the age range that it yes. was in, between a white and a black cover and all that. sort of. Talk to me a little bit about that process and the research that you did about the cover choice. Um, okay, well, the... the 
you know, the thing about writing a book is that you end up learning a whole bunch of stuff that you didn't know, right? Yeah. And um, uh, and so the logical thing would be to do unicorns in pale pinks and purples and um, yeah. that, that sort of thing. And it turns out that when I went to the bookshops, uh, the 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 color du jour if you like is actually black i mean the, that's what most of the kids of that age group are buying is it's kind of dark moody uh covers and so what i've tried to do if you have a look is to get a happy medium you know this beautiful blue-eyed golden horned uh unicorn here is is the light part of it but it also straddles that um, myst mystery of the the darkness you know and it doesn't look like every single unicorn um uh book that's out there and it so looks a little bit more grown up than like a books that would be range age range seven and below right yes exactly exactly and uh and and there's there's a mystery to it, you know. It looks it looks like something. It looks like a first chapter book, rather than another unicorn book, you know. So there was a lot of thought that went into uh, the design of that that yeah. cover, which was kind of fun. we were running it by our, because we've got two girls that are eight and eleven now, and yeah. we're like uh, showing it, and not just us. I think you showed it to a whole class of students at some yes. school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Melissa Sotelo uh, showed it yeah. to her class, and they came out that they preferred the dark one as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But there were very many uh, different covers, and I was up until all hours of the night, you know, um, mocking up covers uh, myself. Yeah. To, I saved mm. thousands of dollars just by the way. I don't know if you can see yeah. here. Yeah, this is yeah. one. This is Rollo. He's in the story. Yes. <laughs> Tell us yes. a little bit about him being in the story. What uh, is he part of one of the chapters or is he th right throughout? Oh, he's he's right throughout. You know how uh how dogs um you know how small fluffy dogs when uh when they're guarding the door seem to become bigger you know they oh yeah uh, yes. so my dogs literally in the story they literally become bigger they're shape-shifting dogs so so oh, these oh. mild mild mannered little fluff balls that i've got here um yes. you know which were actually originally bred as watchdogs for the lamaseries in tibet do you mind um and they were the internal watchdogs so the the dogs in the story when there is a threat become ginormous um yeah, yeah. Uh, and like that causes that, huh i like that movie where they go from little to massive little to massive and they they um it causes a, a lot of problems as well and it will cause even more problems in the next book because uh, they can't really control it. When they get their dander up, they're, they're off, you know? And uh, <laughs> it's, it's quite fun. And the old lady in it has got, to, um, has, has, has got to wrangle the dogs as well as everything else. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I, can't wait, I can't wait to obviously get stuck into it. It sounds so... Um, 
mysterious and and you know they were like um i think you've had a couple of um uh testimonials there that the cliffhangers were killing me yes <laughs> you know, yes someone, uh you know um which is really great i mean you know um you should be so proud of uh what you've created and the feedback you've had so far and what a wonderful christmas gift uh for a child of this uh age range right now that the book has fresh hot hot off the press guys hot off the press literally look i am very proud of it there's a lot of work um there's a lot of work gone into it you know a lot of people just think writing kids fiction is um is a bit of a what would you say a bit of a cop-out for a writer but i have to tell you children's fiction um is uh is not easy not you know easy. you and and there's a lot of competition out there you know not only in children's books but uh in in what what they're watching on the screen and all of that and so to get kids to read it's mm -hmm. got to be a ripping yarn it just has to be and and i'm very pleased that when i say that i unleashed my inner nine-year-old to write this book it's it's i literally yeah. did that um yeah. and and i just uh let the characters do what they wanted to do and then, you know, there's a lot of polishing with this kind of thing, you know, and yeah. let me tell you, anybody thinking of writing a children's book, it is not an easy option. <laughs> Especially a chapter, you know, a chapter book that's got a whole like storyline and all that sort of stuff. This is not a small book, right? No, it's, 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 uh, well, it's not a huge book either, you know, I mean, oh. it's, it's, um, yeah. it's manageable for, yeah. for the, for for the age group it's uh yeah. uh and each chapter you know has got you know, the, the classic build and the cliffhanger you know i mean when when the young boy said to me the cliffhangers are killing me um i i can't tell you i've i, I might frame that email yeah. he, he emailed me his his review of yes. the chapter that you know and i might i might have to frame it but it's on the website as one of the quotes as well because i just uh thought great that's exactly what i want to have happen yeah have you read it to your five-year-old grandchild N no not not yet because i only got the books themselves uh what 10 days ago yeah and and we had a lunch here and um the, you know a little family celebration and that's what i said they're taking the book on the camping holiday with them and they're going to read it uh under the stars at night by torchlight <laughs> very cool uh, so uh, it'll help the big type the type font will help because they're going to be reading it in the campsite under torchlight but also you know for any grandparents out there that are buying this book and grandparents who are having trouble reading uh small type and all the rest of it i mean this is for them as well it, it's easy for the grandparents to read yeah i know my mum has a phone set up at the biggest uh, type and you know yeah. people are looking for books that are easier to read on the eyes so that, that's a great choice yes yeah oh there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of work that goes in i mean writing the book is a small part as you would know and anybody who's written one is a small part of the entire process you know there's there's so much goes on in in the background getting getting the book right but also getting it out there and letting people know that it's out there 
Absolutely. And this is one of the activities you got to do. You got to attend some interviews and you got to talk to people. You got to spread the news beyond just say, who knows of you, your, your family and friends and maybe clients, but you need to, yeah. you know, this, this is going to go out to a, you know, a huge community and, you know, through our networks and all that. And the more you put yourself out there, you know, so let's talk a little bit about that. You know, how, how is the support and like the publishing process been the, the second time around? Obviously the first time you were doing everything for the first time. Yes. Right? <laughs> um, you know, this time we did publishing only on this particular book because obviously we don't mentor on fiction writing within and we, we would never say yeah. to anyone who do, did do because it's not our, you know, expertise, but uh, we yeah. certainly can publish any genre, which is what we did with this one. Well, that's that. That's why I got uh, a professional in to um, to help help with that to make sure yeah. there were no major mistakes. But um, and and also I didn't. Um, although I've been, you know, uh, attending the masterclasses because of the uh, the vital information that you get uh with selling and um how to and the tech part of it uh you know when i when i started this process i i thought i was tech savvy but i've become a a lot more um tech savvy than i was and i know more about how to push things around uh on the internet than i've ever cared to know really you know and uh and i do encourage anybody uh to go to the uh the master classes to learn how to how to do some of that but the the process um you know vivian and julie have been absolutely terrific you know um uh, I was nowhere near as tentative with this one as I was with the first book uh, either, you know, because the, there's, there's a particular process uh, and you really don't want to be writing a book that you are feeling iffy about because you've got to read it about 300,000 times. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you better like it and, and it's really important to do that uh, revision and reading. So I think they've they've been great. They've been great. The whole support with this book has been good, and it's been lovely that uh, both Vivian and Julia have have read um, the book as well. You know, that's yeah. that was that was. Uh, they're big fans. They're big fans. You've got here in the team. Yes. So yeah, I can't wait to see the next one. You know, come out like maybe we'll be doing another interview with a different little headpiece <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, next year around this time. With uh, what was what did you say the sec- the next? Uh, it's called the magpies. Uh, the magpies warning. The and magpies. so next time I'll have a beak probably. Yeah, with a beak. You know, <laughs> yeah. I have a. <laughs> so let's show where people can buy the book. I've got the website open here, guys. Yeah. Um, oh, lovely. Yeah. Um, here it is. It's called uh, The Unicorns Next Door. So let me just scroll down. Uh, theunicornsnextdoor.com.au. If you're listening to this as a audio recording, because it does go out as a podcast and we can see some of the, um, yeah. you know, uh, testimonials right there. And that's what it looks through. And you can uh, click through and you can buy them 
uh, for whatever particular country. And you can find them on all your good online um, reseller stores. And of course, um, if you wanted to find out anything, anything more about, um, you know, Susie's business, islandsofbliss.com.au is her other website for the Body Connection which is her um, her business in terms of how she helps people with their health and well-being. Um, yes. Yeah. So any um, advice you might want to give um, uh, Susie to maybe budding uh, children's fiction authors, like, you know, now that who want to do it but haven't done it quite yet, because I think you're coming from a place where I've never been. You know, now you've done something that I haven't done before. So what would be your best advice? So, um make sure you've got your age group right and there, there are very specific conventions mm -hmm. for each age group you know there's there's the tiny little ones there's the one to threes there's the three to fives there's the five to seven or eight um they all have different conventions and make sure that you are adhering to those. I mean, you don't want to have a chapter book for four-year-olds, for instance, because one, they're not reading, but two, what they want is pictures to explain the words. You know, the, the one that I've just written, being a first chapter book, and you, you know, was I think I said before, I was very careful that the, the font is the right size, the spacing between the lines is the right size. It's not just a matter of, of um, uh, you know, putting something down on paper, you need to have a bit more thought. And the more visual, the more visual the writing is, um, mm. and the, the better a read, I, th I think the other thing is that I've written this so that it can be read aloud. Mm. So with this particular age group, um, say the seven or eight to twelves, um, which is called junior fiction, um, read it, read everything aloud. I think you've you've got that advice through all of your book publishing, but particularly with kids, you know, you don't want sentences a mile long, and you don't want uh, language that's difficult uh, to. Yeah. So my language is highly descriptive and it's very varied, you know, yeah. uh, but um, it's, it's easy to read and easy to understand and quite onomatopoeic. So that is words like plop and smack and, yeah. you, you, you know, words like that, which um, are highly descriptive uh, in the way that they can be read. Yeah, you I saw those in the first few pages of it as I started reading and absolutely you read when you read with your child you read out loud you know you don't read in your heads and they read it to you or you read it to them yes and and this is easy for them to read too you know uh we usually and, take turns <laughs> we usually take turns with Zara I read a sentence and then she reads the next sentence and we swap around oh lovely yeah. lovely well the other thing is is that you know if there are words in there that the kids haven't heard before because I've tried to enlarge their vocabulary too, yes. because we tend to be a bit monosyllabic these days, you know, and um, uh, and 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 not very broad in the vocabulary. Um, mm. Partly to do with everything is video, so we're not really concentrating on it. 
But if a kid is, is stumbles over a word, that's a huge opportunity to introduce them to a dictionary, uh, to introduce them to ways of um, uh, breaking down words to find out what the, what they mean. It's it's a good point of discussion with the parent yeah. if the child doesn't know what a word is. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things built into this story and will be built into the next one which encourage uh, discussion with the parent. Yeah, beautiful. Well, I look forward or to Or grandparent or aunt. Yeah. <laughs> I recommend you guys go out and get a copy. Um, you know, even as an adult, you know, I started to like get really into it and I can't wait to get back into it now. But I'll have the time over this Christmas period, you know, and it's that perfect time to get it delivered by, you know, in time for, for, for the place. Please do. It's, do it today. And do it today. It's up on all of the online sellers for the yes. um, overseas readers. Yes. But uh, I can uh, please go on the website if you're in Australia or New Zealand because we've still got time to post yep. before Christmas. If you want your book signed, please shoot me a message on Facebook and I will sign them to uh, whatever child's name you want them to be signed to. And I will even send them to another address for you. So um, if you have any problems with using PayPal or any problems with um, uh, wanting two books, not one book, just shoot me a message on, on Facebook and uh, I will sort that out for you. Yeah, absolutely, guys. And, yeah, Susie's easy to find on there. Um, and the website... Just Susie account. Hammond on Facebook. Susie Hammond, the way you see the name today. And then um, the website, one more time, is theunicornsnextdoor.com. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, Susie, congratulations. I am super proud of you and what you've achieved. Two quite different books. Um, and yet we'll be working on the next one. And I really, really look forward to that. And, uh, of course, giving you my testimonial once I uh, finish and giving you one from Zara as well. And, and maybe even Mika because Mika's still in the age range. Oh, please, Any, anybody. Yeah, anybody. Thank you so much. Have an amazing week ahead. Merry Christmas. And Merry all Christmas that. And, um, and, um, and I'll talk to you soon. Guys, in the meantime, it's still early December, so you've got more time to smash it out. All right, have a wonderful time. Bye. Mm -hmm.